Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast is brought to you by Just Fab. Just Fab is your one-stop shop for all things, well, fabulous. I'm obsessed with Just Fab because... All I have to do is go on the website, take a 60-second style quiz, and the next thing you know, I have thousands of different amazing, trending, like cool items right there. I basically have an entire stylist at my fingertips, thousand styles in my inbox right there. The cool thing about it is, is you can literally check out as a guest or become a VIP. Right now, the VIP perks are 30 to 50% off retail pricing and free shipping on orders over $39. Hello, honey, put two pair of boots in the box and you're good to go. You get round the clock access to trending styles and invitations to private VIP events. Listen, it is dead of winter in New York. I got the Maryland quilted boots, which I'm obsessed with because when it comes to January and February and the snow starts falling and I'm sloshing around the city, I still have to look and feel fabulous. When I'm hitting the night out, you know I love a white booty. And here's the thing. I have a size 11 shoe. It's basically Sasquatch over here. I've got the Roseman block heel booty in white. They are so fabulous. I'm going to be wearing white all through summer, honey. I'm obsessed with just fab and you should be obsessed with them too. Again, just take a 60 second style quiz. You'll receive personalized showroom pieces of specifically curated things that are just on brand for you and for your style. The cool thing is, Guess what? Before I forget, Just Fab is offering my listeners an exclusive deal. Get your first Just Fab style for as low as $10 as a VIP. That's 75% off your first item with my special link. Just go to justfab.com backslash absolutely not to take advantage of this deal now. Again, that's justfab.com backslash absolutely not to get your first style for as low as $10 as a VIP. You also get free shipping on all orders over $39. Here we go. Justfab.com. That's right, baby. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, my angels. It's your girl, Heather McMahon, and this is another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. Oh, I am thrilled to be chit-chatting with you. I apologize about the extra raspy voice. I hosted an event last night for my buddy, Brian Kelly, the Points Guy Awards, and I had two shows in Birmingham the night before. So we've been chit-chatting a lot. We've just been having the gift of gab. I haven't shut the fuck up in about two weeks. So I apologize. We're back here. Wellness update. Your girl is fucking exhausted. I have today off. So I'm literally, I haven't literally sat down to catch up on the housewives in three and a half fucking months. Okay. And listen, first world problems. I'm richly blessed. I've been booked and busy, but I'm kind of excited to just melt into the couch, order some sushi and not fucking talk to anybody. Thrilled. Self-care day. Don't call me, beat me, or tweet me. I'm resting my voice. Oh, God. Y'all, wellness update traveling has been fucking nuts, and it's extra nuts around the holidays. That's why I want y'all to give yourself some grace. We got delayed coming out of Birmingham because the weather yesterday in, in New York was so bad. Chris was flying on a different flight than us. He actually had to do a touch and go, which is actually pretty scary. I used to do them with my dad all the time because we were just dicking around in the airplane. But when you're on a big like airline jetliner. It's pretty alarming, but it was so crazy trying to fly in a LaGuardia yesterday. We landed and so we land about mm, 4.30. We were supposed to get in at like two. It's pouring down rain. I've got 16 suitcases. I've got Christina and Tim with me. We have to like flag down an Uber. I had 40 
three minutes to get ready for this black tie event yesterday. Listen, I want to give a shout out to ASOS. They're not a sponsor. I just shopped them online. ASOS came through. I ordered like 15 dresses and had everything shipped here. And one of them worked. The dress that you guys are raving about, it's just like a kind of a cheap, like $70 velvet off the shoulder dress. But the silhouette I knew just would look great. So shout out to ASOS. I wore that dress to the points guy awards yesterday. If you don't follow the points guy, listen, Brian is a dear friend of mine, but he is kind of like navigated my life when it comes to points and traveling. If you're already using credit cards, like we all are, you should tune into what he does. He taught me how to navigate, how to become a Delta Platinum Amex user. Anytime I get a new credit card, I follow with Brian and I need to bring him on the podcast. I promise we'll get him on here to talk all things luxury savvy traveling. But man, it was so much fun. I got to see a lot of my friends in the travel world last night, but I've just got this fucking voice. Like I really haven't been quiet or shut the fuck up in three weeks. You know, you do eight shows in one week and then you're traveling. It's a lot on the road. I'm excited for this episode. I'm going to chit chat for a little bit and catch you guys up to speed on what's been going on on the tour. And then I'm going to bring in my friend, Sammy Previtt. She is somebody who reached out to me. She works with the Jacksonville Jaguars and we met in Jacksonville. So I got a great little interview with her in Jacksonville. She's kind of been on the road helping me sustain this tour life for the long run because I realize it's very easy to get burnt out quickly. And I'm at this place where I'm trying to get ready for the wedding. I want to feel good but I want to do it the right way. And I want to do it the safe way. These keto crash diets, it's not going to work. And again, I felt like a minx yesterday in this velvet dress at the Point Sky Awards. But truly a lot of the photos that I've been seeing back from the tour and from red carpet events, it's just not me. Like I saw, God damn, I saw the photos from the red carpet from the Point Sky Awards. Now listen, I hadn't eaten all fucking day, okay? I had a protein bar in the morning and then because we got stalled, we landed and I I didn't even get to eat. So I ordered a pizza in the Uber on my way to my house. I put my dress on. I take one bite of the pizza, which was, this was like a fucking rookie move. I spilled pizza grease right on my green velvet. Well, you can't get grease out of velvet. So I get on the red carpet. I look completely hot mess disheveled. And then Jeff is literally laughing his ass off while the, the, the flash is like, Heather over here, over here. And literally, this giant pizza grease in the middle of my dress. Now, this is very on brand for me, but this is also a problem because I am trying to get in shape. I'm trying to feel good. I really just need to get my life together so I can sustain the workload that I have right now. Again, richly blessed, but I'm not taking care of myself. So Sammy's been somebody who's reached out to me. I'm going to bring her on the podcast here in a minute, and we're going to just kind of talk all things wellness and nutrition. So I hope that going into the holiday season, this will kind of reboot our brains into taking a moment to be like, all right, yeah, it's great to party. It's great to eat pizza, but I also need to have something that's going to make me feel like a whole person. Because right now, listen, I mean, just hear my voice. I am running on literally fucking zero. I'm so excited to have a day off today. I'm going to sit and watch The Housewives and nobody can fucking stop me. I have not truly sat down to watch any sort of television in four months. And that's a humble brag because I've been fucking booked and busy, but I just haven't had a single day off. Like not one single day off, not even a weekend because then I've had people in town. I've had events I've had to host. So today I'm not going to leave my house. I have my compression socks on. I'm not even going to put on a bra. I'm going to record this little bitty of a podcast and I'm going to fucking order sushi, bitch. You can't stop me. Okay, so we just got back from the sixth leg of the second leg of the seventh layer of the farewell tour. I don't even know where we're at. We're leaving this weekend for Seattle. I'm headed out to the West Coast, doing the most on the West Coast. But let me tell you about what happened in Jacksonville. Y'all, this was so bizarre. Let's start the Absolutely Not podcast with an Absolutely Not from Jacksonville. The Florida crowds have been amazing. Definitely the rowdiest out of everybody. And if you come out to the tour, I talk about kind of what's happened on my journey through Florida. Show was going great on uh, Saturday night. It was going absolutely amazing. Having a great time. I walk off stage. Literally walk off stage. Jeff is standing in the wings watching me say like, good night, Jacksonville walk off not five seconds from the microphone to the backstage. There is a woman who is grabbing Jeff. She is completely fucked up. Grabbing Jeff, just going, tell her I'm your cousin. Tell her I'm your cousin. Jeff is looking at me like, who the fuck is this? 
Chris comes around the corner. He's like, who the fuck is this? Because we can hear this woman literally screaming backstage. I'm like, Jeff, who is this? He goes, she just fucking ran up backstage. We don't even know how she got backstage. She's accosting, physically accosting Jeff. So I'm like, Jeff, follow me. He walks behind back to the green room. This woman follows in suit and she's just like completely disoriented, completely discombobulated. Discombobulated? I completely discombobulated that word. Jesus, help us and save us. I'm so fucking tired today but we're doing it. We're here. So then we get backstage and I grab Chris. I go, Chris, I don't know who this woman is. And she's like assaulting Jeff. So we sit the woman down and she's just like, I just need to be back here. I need to be with you. She's wearing a white turtleneck and I can see that she's kind of vomited on herself, maybe a little bit. There's a red wine stain. There's a hodgepodge of things on this blouse. I sit her down. I'm like, ma'am, are you okay? Do you need a water? Yeah, I just need to be back here. But she's kind of all over the place. I can tell that this woman is at a level 25 drunk. She doesn't know where she is. She's just stumbling backstage. And I'm really at this point like, fuck me. I'm like, I'm concerned. All right. So I sit her down, we get her some water. And then she starts to get up to kind of like come after us all. And Chris is like, listen, ma'am, you can't be back here. Like, this is a private space. We need to get you to your friends. Then she gets a little aggressive. So Chris says, listen, I'll call the fucking cops. We're not going to deal with this shit. I get her a water. We get her back to her friends, I guess. They're in line for the meet and greet. Now, this is pretty fucking savage. This woman now, I'm getting reports from the stage managers and the people who are running this theater that she has jumped behind the merch booth, grabbing Tim. Tim's like, get her the fuck out of here. Who is this woman? There's one thing if you're drunk and friendly, but when you become drunk and just start invading people's personal space, grabbing them, yelling at them, forcing them to be like, pretend that you know me. Like this woman was completely out of her gourd. And in these situations, I've said this before. My biggest concern is safety. So I want to make sure she's okay. But also I've got to get ready for a meet and greet. I have 110 people in line who've paid a lot of money to meet me and I want to have an engaging emotional conversation with them. (laughs) So I guess she's been escorted out of the building. So we do the meet and greet in the front of the theater, right? Where concession is and where the merch table is. All of a sudden, this woman gets back in the building and just starts making a beeline towards Christina. Christina is my stage manager on the tour. She's one of my dearest friends. Christina just sees this out of the corner of her eye and just screams because it's terrifying. When a drunk woman who you've already escorted out of the building three times just beelines towards you, the cop grabs her because that was just Christina's natural reaction. Christina was like, oh my God, like she's coming towards me. The cop grabs her, throws her outside and is like, ma'am, if you do not stay outside, we will arrest you. Everyone in line is shooken up. Like, it's just very alarming to see a grown ass 30 something year old woman just straight up NFL run towards you. So they had her outside. So the whole time we're doing the meet and greet, I'm having this like weird kind of like, is she okay? Like, are we okay? And I know she's a harmless drunk girl, but she was pretty lit. And I'm noticing how some of these people get so fucked up. They either get really like intense and angry and have a superhuman power or they just fall asleep. Like I'd rather deal with somebody who's just fallen asleep and her friends carry her out. So then her friends come to the meet and greet and they're like, hey, oh my God, that's our friend. And the first thing in my mind is you guys should probably just check on your friend. Like I'm thrilled to meet you, but I'm more concerned about her safety. They're like, that's our friend. I'm going to change her name for the sake of the story. That's our friend. Let's call her Haley. Haley, she's just having a wild night out. Um, She's a preschool teacher. She's a preschool teacher, Heather. I'm like, just because she works with kids does not fucking justify Her getting so drunk that she physically assaults Jeff. And Jeff's a big dude. You can't really like assault him. But when you're grabbing him by the throat, screaming at him, it's a little assaulting, okay? So I'm like, okay, just because she's a preschool teacher does not mean it makes it any better that she's literally run amok through the theater, grab people. The cops have had to kick her out four times. Like this doesn't justify it. Another thing is this whole idea that it's mom's night out is wild to me. Y'all moms, we can have a night out, but let's also like take care of ourselves. I don't know if this woman, I I don't think she had kids. And then if she did, like, I mean, she's got 20 kids because she's a preschool teacher, but I just loved the justification. (laughs) It's fine. She's a preschool teacher, which also makes me concerned. Like what's happening after class? You know what I mean? It was just wild. Jacksonville was wild. I've never come off stage and had somebody just literally ready to attack. It was fucking nuts. It was wild. (laughs) So fucking wild. And then, okay, listen, 
I've said this before, nothing makes me happier than when I see these straight guys in the audience who are having a fucking blast. But I guess a friend of a friend of Jeff's came backstage after the show. Girls, listen, do not tell me I drug my husband here. I dragged him here. If he wants to come, let him come. You telling me nine times out of 10, the husbands are like, I had a fucking blast. We love watching your videos together. But you telling me in a meet and greet or in a situation that you had to force somebody to come there. That doesn't make me feel good. It just kind of makes me feel like, well, fuck you. You know what I mean? Oh, great. He came here. You had to drag him to a great comedy show. I I don't know what to tell you. But one of Jeff's like friend of a friend came backstage and, and I know he was actually genuinely had the best time at the show. He was beaming. He's like, Heather, the show was fucking fantastic. Everybody was losing their shits around me. But then the words that came out of his mouth were just such a fucking absolutely not. And I realized he just maybe isn't that bright. He said, I mean, honestly, Heather, I had such a great time, but I really didn't know what to expect because you're a female comic. What? Huh? As the words were coming out of his mouth, it was great, but I figured it wasn't going to be because you're a girl. Literally sent like, you know, when your face gets hot, but you're also, you get a cool bead of sweat down your back at the same time. That's the level of just sheer oh, you got to be fucking kidding me right now. And I looked at him and I was like, hey, we'll change his name for the sake of the story. Hey, Mark, you're a douche. And his girlfriend was like, hit him and was like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, what? I just didn't know. Like, she's a female comic. He said it again. I just didn't know. Like, I didn't know what to expect. I.e. his expectations because I was a woman were so atrociously low. He just figured it would suck. And he was letting me know by continuously reiterating the fact that, no, 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 Heather, the show was fucking amazing. But again, I didn't know how it would go because you have a vagina and two melons attached to the top of your torso. And I looked at Jeff and I go, Jeff, this guy's a fucking douche. I can't. And Jeff was just like, oh, brah, come on. And it was just annoying, you know? And Chris didn't hear it. And Chris would have heard it. He probably would have just been like, dude. And listen, these are the things that as a female comic, and I don't like to play the man versus woman because I have so many amazing dudes who come to the shows and they're having the fucking time of their lives. But it's comments like that where it's like, at the end of the day, we're all in the same playing field. As soon as you say, my expectations were low because you were a woman. It's just wild that people actually verbalize this shit. You're like, are you fucking kidding me? Hey, Mark, I don't go into your job at Bank of America and say, hey, Mark, I figured you wouldn't give me the right change back because you're a dude. I figured once I open this checking account and ask for a $200 cash withdrawal, you'd only give me $199 because you can't fucking count, Mark. Absolute fucking dingle dong. But we're here, you know, other than getting physically assaulted and pretty much, you know, told that men are funnier than women, we're thriving. We are fucking thriving. Listen, I want to give an absolutely friggin' yes. The city of Memphis, dude, that was the best show ever. It was 1,700 people. We performed at Graceland. It was so surreal. My security guard was Lisa Marie Presley's security guard. This big, awesome black dude named Aaron. And Aaron was like, we're not messing around. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I mean, this guy could literally snap me in friggin' half. He was so legit. It was amazing. The show was truly one of those moments where I knew my dad had his hand in it. Every fucking moment, every joke, every beat, everything just, I had so much fun. I had so much fun performing. And y'all have to realize when you come to the shows, I am truly just in my element. This is what I love to do. I've been a performer my whole life, been doing stand-up. So the fact that I get to headline my own tour now is just unbelievable. You know, it's not just like a five-minute set. It's not a 15-minute set. It's not a tight 10. It's like, I'm up just getting to tell my stories. But that Memphis show, I've never had so much fun. The audience was amazing. It was the biggest show yet. And then at midnight, we got to do a VIP midnight tour. It's just myself, my agent, his girlfriend, Kate, and Chris and Christina and Tim, my little team, and the people from Graceland, y'all. And I've been to Graceland. I went to Graceland, hung over one day back in like 2009 before I graduated from college. Because, you know, I went to the University of Mississippi and it was only 45 minutes from our campus. So I went up with my friend Barrett and Elizabeth. So it was very surreal, full circle moment to have now been performing at Graceland and getting the VIP tour. Y'all, I'm telling you what though, 
lights were flickering. There was an energy. There was a coolness and a warmth in the house at the same time. I genuinely believe Elvis was there. We get back to our hotel that night. I'm not shitting you. I'm not making this up. This is an erasmataz little extra oomph of detail. I'm sitting in my hotel room and the lights in my hotel room start flickering. Then there was like a cool mid-century modern, like low-hanging lamp kind of started to sway. Energy has been following us on this tour, whether it's good or evil. I believe it's good. And I just think it might've been maybe one of Elvis's relatives. And I don't know if ghosts stay only in one area. I don't know what the energy was, but I'm laying in bed. It's now 3 a.m. because it took two hours to do this tour. It's now 3 a.m. I'm eating cheddar checks mix with no underwear on. And the light starts flickering and then it starts shaking. And I just very calmly, usually I would freak out. And I just very calmly said, hi there. If there's an energy in this room, one, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus if you're evil. And two, if you're a kind energy, thank you so much for protecting me. And I hope you enjoyed the show. And the light flickered and it was just like we were in there together. It was the weirdest moment. And I was too tired to genuinely give a fuck. And I just said, you know what, Heather, sleep with the bathroom light on. Tonight was such an amazing, surreal night. I like to think it was a good energy. And I slept like a baby that night. I did. I slept in the deepest, hardest sleep. And it was just, I like to think that it was, maybe Elvis came back with me to my hotel and was like, baby girl, ha I'm all shook up. You know, maybe he just wanted to say, thanks for coming to my house. Now I'm going to watch over you as you sleep like a creep. I don't know. It's been amazing. It's been really wild. Okay, so I'm going to get to my interview with Sammy. Sammy Previtt, you know, found me through, I think just through online and we talk about it. But again, I have been talking about how I've got to figure out a way to basically sustain this touring life. It's really intense and it's been crazy. Like I said, we leave this Friday to hit the West Coast leg of the tour. And I just got to figure out how to take care of myself. When people say, hey, get rest, do this, there is no time to sleep. The days we get out of the theater, basically by one, by the time I get to my hotel room, it's two. And then I got to get up the next day at like 9 a.m. to catch an 11 a.m. flight. Travel days are hard and truly there are no days off. But I am enjoying myself and having so much fun. But I did say, you know what, listen, I need to reach out to somebody who can kind of facilitate and support really like the wellness nutrition side of things. Sammy found me on the internet and we've been chit-chatting back and forth and, and I'm trying to do a health and wellness for the long run, not the short run from the long run. And listen, I've always been overly confident. I always feel great. But right now I've been getting a lot of these photos back from the red carpet and everything and I just don't look like myself. And I know I need to lock it up. And also I just need to be able to eat for fuel and feel like I am empowered on the road and I'm not dressed and dying. And how am I going to, you know, if I don't get a 20 minute nap, I'm not going to make it. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to bring in the interview that I had with Sammy. We talked in Jacksonville and I got a really great little 30 minute snippet with her. Sammy is a registered dietitian and truly 90% of it is what we're putting in our bodies. And I just wanted you to be able to hear from her yourself. We're going into the holiday season. We're all doing the most, but let's also do a little bit to take care of ourselves. So without further ado, absolutely yes to health and wellness. Wellness update, we're at least fucking trying, Karen. So don't look at me like that. Here we go. Here's the interview with Sammy Previtt, a dietitian from Jacksonville, Florida. As I've been hitting basically every city in America, thank God I'm traveling in style with my away luggage. Y'all, this has changed the game when it comes to travel. I don't know what I was using before, but literally I rolled in hot for the first leg of the tour with one wheel barely hanging on. Thank God I upgraded my life to away luggage. The cool thing is it has a sleek, unique style, but the thing that I love about it is it actually holds so much stuff. It's sleek in design, but the wheels literally next thing you know, with four 360 spinner wheels, I am guaranteed that the smoothest roll, even through the most hectic of airports. Thank God with the away luggage, I am breezing past everybody, baby, with those spinners. It's got a TSA approved combination lock to keep your belongings safe, which is super important to me because, you know, I've got wigs and sequin jackets galore. Honey, I am a target, baby. I've got the good stuff in my bag. All of away suitcases are thoughtfully designed to last a lifetime with durable exteriors that can withstand even the roughest of baggage handlers. I put stickers on mine, so I always know which bag's mine, but literally this away bag is just truly 
change the travel game. The best thing is if you're stuffing a bunch of shit in there, they're designed to expand literally so you have flexibility to pack even more into your trip. And effective this December, they have an easy access front pocket that fits the essentials that you'll need on hand, like your laptop, your passport, tickets, cords, all of the things that you're traveling with and a slip handle on the base of the suitcase, which makes it easier to carry when you're on the go. These are literally designed to last a lifetime. I'm so glad that I upgraded my life. Here's the thing. Traveling during the holidays is crazy, but getting away can make a trip seamless. Visit awaytravel.com backslash absolutely not to learn more. And if you're in the US, the EU, the UK, Canada, or Australia, order by 1159. That's right. On 1215 for free ground shipping with guaranteed free delivery by 1220. This is a great gift for that person in your life who travels the most. Just go to awaytravel.com backslash absolutely not. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party, a podcast for working women that support each other's successes. In each episode, we bring in leading female powerhouses for career, real talk, and BS-free advice. Ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited to bring in registered dietitian. Is that the proper term, Sammy? That is correct. Registered dietitian. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, Sammy Previtt. You got it. I love it. Thank you for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. Just want to paint the picture for everybody. We're sitting in a Sheraton in Jacksonville. I'm basically across the street from a DSW, you know, designer shoe warehouse, and we're doing the most. So how did you find me? You just found me on the interwebs, right? I, I think it was, yeah, just sliding into those DMs. Yeah. You and Jeff, I think. Jeff is a pen stater we had that in common you and I both love Frenchies yes so many just things in common match made in heaven absolutely now I've said this before and I gotta be honest I want to hear all things health and wellness because everybody's been kind of following my journey of health and wellness but I gotta be honest with you I was a little hesitant because you're thin and I feel like people who I can take medical advice from used to be really heavy like I need somebody who was like chained to a bed at one point because they were so heavy and couldn't get out of bed like lost 400 pounds like I'm always searching for that magic yeah. magic pill, yeah. that magic potion where someone's yeah. like, I just started eating two Dunkaroos a day and that's how I lost 670 and pounds. Yes. And now I'm here. So I don't think yeah. I've ever told you my story and I'll have no, to share with you because I have it written up. But so I actually used to be probably like 50 pounds heavier than I am right now. Really? I have not had children. Wow. Yeah. So, but again, that doesn't mean like, hey, I was 50 pounds heavier and now I'm not. So just do what I do and like everything's magically going to get fixed. Um, And I know you and I have talked about this off air, but for our practice, so I own a private practice, Dietitians of Palm Valley in Ponte Vedra, Florida. We have our online presence. That's how you and I met. Right. But we're all about how do we shift behaviors, Right. right? Because when we step on a scale and look at a number, that number doesn't really tell us anything. Right. And we know that that number, yes, it can be affected by behaviors, but it can also be affected by medical conditions. It can be affected by stress management. Right. Which is something that I am not able to do right now. Well, because yeah, your life is, you're all over the place. It's been interesting because after my dad passed, I had like literally my hormones spiked. My cortisol went through the roof and I just started to put on what my hair started falling out. I started getting cystic acne. I got up birth control and then I recently got back on it. But I swear to God, my body has just been in such a transition emotionally, stress wise. It doesn't know where it is. Yeah. So I tried a lot of things. I got a nutritionist right after my dad passed, I did like a holistic, well, it was, it was a wellness approach where in the sense that they were like, listen, no foods off limits. Yeah. But and that's what you and I have talked about. Yes. But the problem was this other program was always like, okay, if you're going to have pizza, just have the best pizza you can get. So I just took that as I'm fucking I mean, eating the pizza, whole fucking pizza every fucking day. <laughs> so it really, I ended up putting on like 35 pounds. The, yeah. the, the only time I, well, no, I was really thin when I lived in LA and did soul cycle four times a day. But the only time I was like really lost weight, like in times of stress, I don't lose weight. Yeah. I just gain 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 because your body's in fight or flight and my body has not been able to check out a fight or flight for like two years now so I'm the heaviest I've ever been I was 215 I think I'm probably 220 right now like I'm seeing photos that I'm getting back from the tour and I don't even recognize myself I'm like who the fuck is that yeah and what's cool about what you do is you know you were like listen Heather we take a bigger picture approach where it's not about a fast fix but for me I mean I texted you the other day I'm being very like transparent I was like I need to do something extreme because I'm fucking fat right now yeah (laughs) you know what I mean literally she's not kidding 3.30am yeah Yeah. I roll over at 7am I was like oh my god what's wrong with Heather like but no and and I get that and I validate what you're feeling because 
I call it the bow and arrow effect of our culture of if let's say we did something extreme, right? right? Because extreme means quick loss, but quick loss typically means quick gain. So I'll use the example of like keto for right. just as it will just pick a diet. If we were to hold up a bow and arrow, then we're like, okay, no carbs, no carbs, no carbs. We pull that like arrow back and then you hit a breaking point. You're like, fuck that. I want some carbs. And we let go and it becomes like so much more in the opposite direction. Got it. So, but now- Almost like an obsession. Yeah. And then really when we look at binging, it's fueled by restriction. Right. So doing something extreme, although I understand where you're coming from, you're like, I want it off now. Yeah. In the long run- we know that's not the turnout that right. we want. Now, in the same breath with whoever you were working with previously in the past, I understand when people are like, oh, eat all foods, like all foods fit. And then you're like, all right, right. Then right. go to town. But there's something called intuitive eating where we teach. It's actually scientifically backed approach. It has over a hundred studies where it's all foods fit, eat whatever you want with attunement is kind of like the disclaimer. And what that means is, listening to your body again, right? learning your hunger and fullness cues, trusting your body. And it's really hard to do when you have all these external influences, especially with the job that you have where you're just running from one thing to the next, like today, like we can't even probably catch them up to snuff, but how busy your day has already been today. But so what we want to continue to learn how to do is how do we let all foods in, but that includes the nutrient dense foods, like right. things like fruits and vegetables, but the things that make you feel good and fuel your body, but also that you enjoy because to sit here and say that you're never going to have like a slice of cake or like, you know, a good steak or something again. Right. I just don't think that's realistic. Well, when I go to Europe, I eat whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. I always come back thinner, yeah. like plain and simple. I yeah. just lose weight because there's no preservatives in the food. And I just feel like America's slowly poisoning us. So <laughs> what's up? No matter what political side of the aisle you're on, oh. America will kill you with its food. <laughs> it's just hard because when you're not somebody who's ever been naturally thin, my gen- yeah. genetically, I am built like my father. Yeah. I take after him. We would put on weight the same way. We'd even retain water the same way. My mom and my sister, it's hard for them to actually keep on weight. Yeah. So for me, I'm always just, I have such a piss poor negative attitude when it comes to all of the quote unquote nutrition shit, because I was raised in a household. We never ate junk. My mom was a gourmet chef. Everything was whole food. food. I was a kid who took lunches to school and it was like baba ganoush, hummus before anybody knew what the fuck hummus was and like seared tuna. That's just what I had for lunch. So for me, I didn't grow up on junk food. Me breaking that junk food cycle is not hard. Yeah. I never eat fast food if yeah. fast food to me is starbucks and yeah. chick-fil-a yeah. chick-fil-a i fuck with oh i fucking love Chick-fil-A. but i, I you're That's never gonna see me at a burger food. king you're never gonna yeah. see me at mcdonald's i'm disgusted i'm never gonna get yeah. shitty pizza that to me is a waste of time yeah so for me i'm like fuck for the most part i think i eat pretty well yeah but the weight is just no matter what i have done in the last two years hormonally which I don't even, I've seen 16 fucking specialists for it. They yeah. can't figure it out. I don't know how to fuel my body right now. One, I, I need to learn how to fuel my body for the long run. Yes. Because we're going to continue it. to do. Like for those of y'all who are listening, like I'll text Sammy and be like, hey, we're stuck in, you know, Uzbekistan doing a show. <laughs> Where the fuck do I get something nutritious? Yes. But I really am, because I came from the diet culture of living yeah. in LA and living in New York. Like I know how to take off weight quick, but I'm trying not to do that. So I don't have yeah. the bow and arrow effect. Yes. Yes. And I just want to go back to something else you said, and I hope you'll agree with this too. Like you had said your body type, like you've always been a little bit bigger as a child and like, and just for listeners and you can, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like, you're not trying to be like a double zero with like double D No, I'm just trying to fit back in my damn jeans. Yeah. Right. Like, and you're just trying to feel healthy because, and, and that's one thing I want to make clear, like weight isn't always tied to health. Right. Because if we, there's people in very thin bodies with cancer, right? Yeah. Like, and there's like, so, so weight isn't a sole determinant of health, but I think right now and with your story and your journey, you do have a lot going on where you're, you don't feel your best right. and you just so happen to at the same time being in a place where we're maybe uncomfortable with our body. But I always like to talk about bodies of they're different and they're wonderful and they're beautifully made regardless of what right. they look like because for example, French Bulldog. Heather met my French Bulldog this morning, Biggs. So no matter how hard Biggs tries, he's never going to be a German Shepherd, right? right? Like there's just nothing he can fucking do. I mean, Bronson, and, my sister's Frenchie, is like 10 pounds heavier than him. Yeah. Like I looked at Biggs, I was like, this is a tiny little baby back bitch. <laughs> look at you, bit. little Biggs. <laughs> little Biggs. Yeah. But so when we look at dogs, right, we celebrate how different their bodies are. And I know it might be a silly analogy, but humans have different bodies and we're supposed to be in different bodies. Fully. And I am, I've always preached like I'm very, 
very and comfortable you are in my body own skin. Positive. My only thing is right now is I'm uncomfortable. Yes. I found a stretch mark the other day. I've never had one, <laughs> even for being a thick bitch. Like I've yeah. never been smaller than a size 10 ever. Yeah. But I literally was like, what's happening? Like my What's body is my morphing body? into somebody that I don't know who it is. Yeah. I feel lethargic. I feel anxious. Yeah. I don't feel well. Yeah. So my thing is really like, obviously I want to look good and for my wedding and feel beautiful. But people have to realize like, when you were in the public eye, people take photos of me on stage and 100%. I'm very expressive. Like I yeah. was always a character actor. I'm always going to have a thick neck and, and have a double chin and like photos or whatever. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is like, I don't look like myself. Yeah. And that's where I want to get. If yeah. I could take off 15 pounds and just feel energized. Yeah. Mama needs a little boost. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like that's it. where I'm at. So I got a question. I want to ask you very specific things yeah. if you don't mind, because I know my listeners and exactly what they want. Okay. My thing is, is I came from the diet culture of LA, like obviously did low carb forever. Eh, it was whatever to me. Yeah. Keto makes no fucking sense. There is no reason why you should. Be, and I eat mm-hmm. pretty high fat in the sense that like, I like, oh, I love I'm going to eat a piece of cheese. Food. I'm going to eat a piece of, piece of salami. But if you're putting salami in a blender and that's your smoothie, it's too much fucking meat. I'm sorry. Ugh. Yeah. It's no. too much. No, I'm 50% Greek. I love my olive oil. I love avocados. But the and Mediterranean diet is supposed to be yeah. the healthiest diet in the world. My great grandmother lived till 106. So there I'm you like, go. holy shit. We're I'm moving to Mykonos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah, but no, keto, absolutely not to keto. And that, when you think about it, like when you truly think about it, people be like, oh, well, my body prefers fat. Oh, really? Because if we put protein, carbs, and fat, which are the three macronutrients that make up all food that we eat, if you start to consume them, I don't care who you are, your body will digest carbs first, period. Okay. That is our body's number one source of energy. That's our brain's number one source of energy. And so, Keto is literally an emergency backup plan when your body has no carbs available, but we have carbs available. So why the fuck would we do keto? Right. But the whole idea behind it is that you starve your body of the carbs. So then it just taps into the the fat to burn the fat, right? That's what people, that's the gist of it. But unfortunately, it grosses me out to be totally yeah, honest. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the, most of the people that come into my office, they're like, I'm doing keto. Then we start to break it down a little bit. And they're like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm quote unquote air quotes over here doing keto but then on the weekends they're like balls deep in pizza or like you know whatever okay they're like literally at an all you can eat pasta it's, buffet at Olive right, Garden two right? for Tuesday so it's, yeah. it's the bow and arrow though it's the diet yeah. culture and and I understand because we live in such a fat phobic world where people right. are so afraid to gain weight and afraid of the word fat which when I'm saying the word fat I do not mean it in a negative tone the word right. fat is just you mean a PHAT just, pretty hot and tempting absolutely Absolutely. Or when people use the word thin, that's a descriptor. But so we live in this world where people will do anything to not be fat, right? To not gain weight. They want anything. When really, again, bringing it back to simple behaviors, food, sleep, water are the three things that energize us. And the more that we can get on a consistent, I don't even want to say regimen because that sounds very strict even in my head, but just consistent a rhythm, maybe. fueling. Yes. Right. Our body likes to know that it's going to be fed right. consistently. Are you tired of feeling like absolute crap after the holiday party? You know, you got your work party this week. You got to be schmoozing with the boss. And then guess what? You probably don't have the next day off. Well, you can't afford to schmooze with the boss and then come to work absolutely death dog hungover the next day. The good thing is I got you, boo-boo. That's right. I've got DHM Detox. This is one of the perfect stocking stuffer gifts. Like literally give it to a coworker that you know just hits the sauce a little bit too hard and they'll love you forever. Get some brownie points in the office and start giving the gift that will always keep giving which is a hangover-free day with DHM Detox. This is how I take it. I throw two of the easy, convenient packets in my purse. I have a red carpet event this week and I know I'm going to have some cocktails. So throw two of those in my clutch. As soon as I have my first drink, I just chug a bunch of water with the DHM Detox pills. And the next thing you know, it slowly and surely starts to break down all those pesky toxins in my body that is a result from drinking alcohol. Next day, you're going to wake up refreshed, ready to go. I don't have time in my day-to-day schedule now to be hungover. All you have to do if you're having a lot of drinks, just double up and take another packet if you're having a big night out. If you're really hitting the sauce hard, take two packets. You're going to feel like a new person tomorrow. P.S. They also make great stocking stuffer gifts, secret Santa gifts, or Christmas gifts for friends and family. I mean, honestly, as an adult, the best gift I could ever imagine is not being hung over the next day. DHM Detox is a risk-free purchase. So if you aren't satisfied after taking the product, they'll give you your money back. This is obviously a no-brainer. And listen, I've got 20% off your order. Just head over to DHMDetox.com 
dhmdetox.com. That's dhmdetox.com and use promo code absolutely at checkout. That's dhmdetox.com. And if you have any questions, send a message at dhmdetox on Instagram. They're here to answer all of your pesky questions. And I'm telling you, I'm going to pack them in my purse tonight, have a couple glasses of wine and feel like new tomorrow. Back to the podcast. What do you think then of intermittent fasting? Because I tried it. To me, I kind of already intermittent fast. Yeah, I remember we talked about that. I have, you know, I don't go to sleep till like two or three. And if anybody's like, well, you need to get in bed at 10. Well, I'm not off stage till midnight. Exactly. So that's not actually how I can pay my bills. <laughs> I love it when people chime in they're like, you need to get more sleep. How the fuck am I supposed to do that, Karen? You know what I, I mean? Like, I, I just, I, I can't. I know. Um, but it's interesting. Like, I basically already do intermittent fasting because I am not a breakfast person. Yeah. I have to force something down in the morning. Yeah. So I'll make like a protein coffee. Yeah. But I don't really want to eat first thing when I get up. It yeah. grosses me out. So then I eat at noon and then I my favorite meal of the day is dinner. Yeah. Like I thrive at a se- 7.30 at night. I fucking come alive. And you love like fine dining. So I, it's I like am a fine perfect. dining bougie yes. bitch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So intermittent fasting, it's kind of tricky. It's diet culture, just a little trickier because it's not restricting a specific food. It's a time right. restriction. Okay. So again, it comes down to, I always ask people two questions. Is it sustainable for the rest of your life? Right. Does it compromise your mental sanity? Ooh, and like when you question about that, like if you're out with your girlfriends and you're like, oh, sorry, it's past my window. I can't eat. Like, absolutely not. Like, right. no. And for you, like exactly with your lifestyle, like when you come off stage, like that's when you need to eat. So if that was outside of your window, like that wouldn't necessarily work. You know, everybody's different. If these things work for certain people and they're genuinely happy in their heart of hearts and they don't feel trapped in a diet, then good for them. Right. But for me, like my goal is not to push my agenda and bias on people, but to listen to their story, listen to what they have going on in their life and say, right. how can we we fuel you in a way that's going to work for you that you're going to feel good. What do you eat every day for breakfast? That's a great question. Today was oatmeal, chia seeds, peanut butter, raspberries, cinnamon, and a bowl with collagen, vital proteins. Love it. Love vital proteins. Um, Love it. Little plug there. And then sometimes I love like Trader Joe's has like waffles, like frozen waffles. I'll just do frozen waffles, almond butter, chia seeds. It's kind of like the same thing, just using a waffle instead of oatmeal. Um, Big carb person in the morning because, and I don't know if it's like the medical side of me, but our brain runs off of minimum everybody's brain's a little different. I would assume you have a big brain because you're very smart. Thank you so uh, much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like minimum, we need like 30 grams of carbs per day. So what I like to challenge people That's with- what, so interesting. Because most people are like, I'm not eating more than 10 I, carbs, a, 10 grams of carbs a day. day. I know. And I'm like, how the, fucking starving over thank here. Thank you. So that's something I'm going to continuously slowly chip away with you because the more we can get fuel in you in the morning- and then you have it throughout the day, you are going to feel better because your body literally will have like gas in the tank. Okay. So what does that mean? Five course breakfast in the morning. Right, right, right. You know what? Lumberjack breakfast. Breakfast meats. Like some people love a sausage bacon situation. Eh. I feel like that's Jeff and then my husband, Luke. Oh, Jeff has to have a full bacon. fucking lumberjack breakfast. That's it's my disgusting. husband, Luke. They literally need to go be Italian stallions together. Yeah, I'm like, how podcast. can you eat that? And yeah. I mean, there are days where I wake up like ravish. Yeah. And there's days I, I do like that, but... But I'm never, I don't yeah. need all that. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not a bagel I'm a big person. Eggs person, though. I love eggs. See, some days eggs completely gross me out. Some days I like them. Oh, same. Hard boiled eggs. Sometimes I'll bite in and I could like literally vomit. And then yeah. other days it's like my favorite snack. Like I had a poke bowl for lunch. Most of the time, poke bowls are hard for me to wolf down. But today I was like, yeah. I'm fucking starving. Yeah. Give it to me. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I hear you on that. It's hard to have consistent things when I literally never know what kind of mood I'm going to wake up into. Yeah, you know. But that, and I again, I want to validate everything that you're saying. That's the point of dieting doesn't work. Like you have the privilege to have food security, right? You know where your next meal. Maybe you don't quote unquote know where it is because you might be in a different city, but you know that you can always have a next meal. So it it comes down to like, what are you craving that day? What do you want? Is it salty? Is it sweet? Is it crunchy? Is it savory? Because the more that we give our body what it wants, that's kind of back to that thought that again, if we were to restrict it, then when we get in front of it, it's just like all hell breaks loose. My best friend just did one of those like weight loss centers. Yeah. Like quick weight loss. Yeah. And she just lost 25 pounds. And I literally saw her and I was like, what the fuck? You look great. And she's like, yeah, but I went to one of those 
cheesy strip mall. But their thing that they do is low fat. Now, this is, I know that you're absorbing all this that I'm saying. And I just want to be very transparent with my listeners. But this is how fucked up I am. Where I'm like, okay, that she's done low fat. This person's doing vegan. This person's doing keto. Like, I just like to throw all the things out there and like, let's have us dissect this. Yeah. Because to me, low fat is very early 90s. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was. It was. So, I mean, it worked for her. I just can't figure out what works for my specific body. And I totally believe that everybody has, some people just thrive as vegetarians. Some people just glow as vegans. When I went vegan, I put on like, eight pounds of just, I felt like I was just eating sugar all day. Yeah. Even though I was making a protein shake in the morning, I was trying to eat a lot of beans and like, yeah. it just, to me, it just made me feel bloated and I shit like seven times a day and it was too much. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I've already got loose that, tools over here. Yeah. I don't need to do that. Don't need more It's of that. too much. Yeah. So that's what I'm just trying to figure out is what works for me. I've done the blood type diet. You've I, done it all. I've done but it all. What I would say though is again, looking back at what we've done and it does, none of it has worked. Right. That's like when, and our Instagram handle is break diet rules. It's a right. little catchy phrase there, but we're all about like, there is no, you don't have to be on a diet. And that's right. the thing that our culture preaches and it's drilled into our heads. Look at media, look at Facebook, Instagram, turn on, you know, a TV commercial. It just, it's all around us making us feel like we have to do that, but we don't have to do that. I say all of this. And the funny thing is through my entire life, I've been conscious of my weight, but I've never worried about it. Yeah. Like in the sense where, cause I've always had it like sort of under control. Yeah. So I think what's scary for me and the reason why I want to have an open conversation about, I have girls message me all the time who are like, I'm the same size as you. And listen, I'm tall. I carry my weight well, but I'm in like a size 16 right now. Yeah. Poor Chris and Christina had to literally, as I braced the wall at Nordstrom yesterday, had to try and squeeze me into a 16. It's just very hard because I'm just kind of at my wit's end. It's like, I yeah. want to feel good. I want to feel energized. I want to feel pretty on camera Yeah. and I'm photogenic and I know I'm tall and I carry my weight well. And some other heavier women will sometimes get mad or they'll be like, oh, you're not a size. I'm like, I'm not fucking lying about my size or my yeah. weight. Yeah. I just carry it a little bit differently, but why can we not have this open, honest conversation about trying to like live our best life and feel healthy and all those things? Yeah. So I think what's really frustrating for me is trying to find that sweet spot of how the fuck do you manage it all? How do you feel good? You know? Yeah. I don't know. To be honest, there's no like perfect answer to this, but I think for me, a lot of times with my clients and what we, the work that we do, and it sounds ass backwards of everything we're talking about, but it's putting a pin in weight, like, it to the side right and don't focus on the weight as much as I know that that culture is just like fueling that fire but saying okay let me take a good hard look at my habits right at how I'm fueling myself my hydration my sleep which I know some of these things can't be fully controlled right now especially right. With, with your your position I think I've put on the most weight because I don't sleep so sleep is a part of it but also like understanding like we said genetics can play into weight as well as stress and oh, my stress is beyond. And you've already experienced that with, you know, going through the loss of your father. You've already kind of seen that that's been something that your body's reacted in that way. And our bodies have no idea. Like when we come, when it comes to a stress response, we could be getting chased in the wilderness by a bear and have a stress response. Or we could read a text message from our agent that says something's due in a minute that we don't have due. And that feeling that you get, like we can't control the difference, but our body knows like, okay, fight or flight, like it's go time, stress response. And so a huge part, even though I'm a registered dietitian and yes, we're licensed to talk about food and all of that, we do a ton of stress management with our clients or working with therapists right. and really trying to get into the right mental space. Because if physical health is wonderful, but if we don't have a full grasp on like, and I don't hope I'm not looking at you being like, Heather, you need to work on your mental health. I don't oh, bitch, I do. It's fine. Call me out. I, Call think, spade well, spade. I think we all do. Yeah. Like now it's 2019. And I feel like now mental health is becoming more where people are talking about it and, right. and putting it out there, which is really important. Truly, if you've been living under a rock and you have no idea what the hottest online luxury fashion resale marketplaces. I'm talking about tradesy.com, baby. And they have some exciting news. Here's the deal. First and foremost, you get all of your amazing designer bags, save up to 90% off retail on everything from things like Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Gucci, that Gucci gang, baby. It's always authentic, no fake shit ever. And Tradesy has some major news. I am so excited to announce that they've partnered with Modelux. The Modelux Vault, an iconic luxury fashion supplier to bring you tons of brand new authentic luxury fashion. You thought you were just getting some of the vintage stuff. Oh no, baby, you're getting that new stuff too. Everything from Tradesy's new partnership with Modelux is brand new. Yes, that's right. The brand 
new designer sunglasses, brand new watches, brand new wallets, and more. If you're like, what the hell am I going to get my very snobby, over-the-top sister? Well, guess what? Skip the holiday chaos, skip the line, skip the overpriced luxury in-store, and shop Tradesy.com for an on-budget gift for everyone on your list. Listen, your mom wants a Chloe bag, your sister wants Gucci sunglasses, your BFF wants a Fendi watch. These bitches are thirsty for the luxury. Don't panic. Don't schlep to the mall. You know, I can't stand schlepping. And just go on Tradesy.com and check out all of their new and amazing vintage things. Get brand new products at a better pre-owned price. Visit Tradesy.com and click on the vault right from the homepage. Plus, for a limited time, you'll save even more on already reduced designer favorites. If you visit Tradesy.com, save $100, that's right, $100 on your very first Tradesy purchase. When it's $400 or more, just use the code ABSOLUTELY at checkout at Tradesy.com. That's promo code ABSOLUTELY at Tradesy.com. Now, back to the podcast. What I don't think a lot of people realize is now that I'm in a different place in my career, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on me, but I also employ people now. Absolutely. And I have other people that are counting on me to do well. So when I get off the stage and things aren't perfect or things aren't right, like I'm going to constantly go, I'm yeah. I'm the boss of my own situation. Yeah. And that's what people don't realize. And my dad used to always say is like, it's super lonely at the top. And I truly feel that in the sense that yeah. like, okay, if it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done and my yeah. name's on it. So for me, I just feel very much so like it has to be perfect. I have to work my ass off because yeah. this is just the beginning. If I fucking burn out now, I'm fucked. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and so many people have told me in this industry, in this business, listen, it's cruel and it's crucial to do really well at the beginning. But, you know, people can say, oh, you're beautiful all day long. But I've lost out on jobs because of my size. Yeah. And those are just facts or facts. And I have thick skin and that, literally yeah, to, to handle this business. Fucked up. But you know what? I I don't, in a sense, I hate having the, the body positive all the time because if you're not being healthy, your body fucking negative. Yeah. I feel I've always felt good in my skin and I've always known that I have a great face so I can yeah. always pull that off. <laughs> You know what I mean? I love your confidence. But when, but when you don't feel like yourself, that's what's yes. shitty. No, and I get that. So how'd you lose 50 pounds? Let's go through your quick journey of like how you used to be a big girl because I, I don't believe it. Um, you want me to pull up a I picture? I want to see a photo. I'll give you it, girl. <laughs> One second. I yeah. just posted, oh, my phone's going to die, but let's pull it up here. So my phone's going to die literally like every it, day of my life. terrible. I actually just put it up on our Instagram. There you go. Oh, Wow. Whoa, you look like two totally different people. There you go. You're still so see? cute. She doesn't you're also like me. 21 in this, aren't you? It was college. College for sure. But see that your face right now in this photo is just like sweet. First of all, you had like less eyebrows, which we all did. Oh. Where did anybody's Girl, these eyebrow- are microbladed? Yeah, yeah. Where did anybody's eyebrows go? But I mean, yeah, you just have that swollen, sweet baby, twenty-one-year-old face. Like I've been chugging beers and eating chicken tenders at Penn State. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. So how did you get into health and wellness? So I went. It's actually funny. I went to Penn State with the mindset of like, ooh, maybe if I uh, become a nutrition major, I'll find the magic answer of right. like how to lose weight and and it's going to be perfect. And then I minored in kinesiology, which is fitness studies. And I was like, oh, perfect. I'll be a trainer. I'll be a dietitian. I'll just get the magic answer and went through schooling. After I graduated from Penn State, I went to my graduate degree in Pitt, um, in Pittsburgh, yeah. and still chasing after this magic answer. And then I realized there's no magic answer. Right. And it was, for me, it was really making peace with food. I know that sounds weird, but like I was stuck in that bow and arrow mentality of like, do a diet. So you're pulling that bow back and then like completely go in the other direction. It was like diet after diet after diet after diet. And then I finally said, fuck this. I literally can't do this anymore. Right. And I came to terms with it. Now that doesn't mean like right in that moment, I looked in the mirror and was like, I love myself all as well. Right. Like, it was a huge process. And I think now like having, of course, like the medical background is super helpful there. But for me, it was actually ditching dieting and learning that all foods, no matter what they are, break down into carbs, protein, fat, right. learning how much my body needed, allowing a gray area, not a black and white. Um, and it's, you know, it's been like a seven or eight year transformation, but it doesn't mean it's perfect. Like, I think every woman can agree that we have days where we look in the mirror and we're just like, what is happening? And it doesn't right. mean that you have to always love your body but there's a big difference between body love and body respect. And that's something that I'm huge on that even if I look in the mirror one day or years ago, even if I was in a different body, being able to respect your body to say, okay, you know what? Maybe it doesn't look how I want, but it's showing up for me today. It's right. getting shit done. It's getting from point A to point B. I'm going to take care of it. Again, back to, I'm going to fuel it. I'm going to hydrate it. Right. It's really... See, I feel like my body has completely betrayed me. Yeah. Between the fucking ovarian cyst. Yeah. And that's the thing. I look six months pregnant right now just because my abs 
abdomen it's like swollen. is so swollen. Yeah. And that's the thing is I feel like this bitch, you like I'm talking to myself right now. Like, bitch, you need to start correcting yourself because I got shit to do. Yeah. And I mean, it's crazy. I've seen all these specialists and I feel like you can get so bamboozled in this industry of like health and wellness. Yes. And so I found when we, when you and I had our first initial conversation, I found it so refreshing because you were like, listen, we have to take a whole body approach to yes. this. There's so many things. Like when I was on the road and I was having panic attacks, I was texting you going, I got to figure out somebody I can talk to. Yeah. It's just because, and I truly believe the body keeps score. I think, you know, this time of year is specifically hard for me. I think being on the road and not sleeping is hard. Absolutely. And it's just trying to find that balance balance but also it's very hard for me to turn off that little you know voice in my brain that's just like yeah just eat salami all day and you'll lose 45 pounds yeah and I think too to recognize between food and nutrition and body image those are two totally different things too and as women or as humans don't need to just be women here we have this negative self-talk that we repeat over and over and we think that it doesn't have that big of effect on us but it does and if you think about like think about Robin or Tina or any of your girlfriend or your sister would you say some of the things to them that you say to yourself in your head in my family we (laughs) my family's savage I was walking down the homecoming court my mom literally yelled out suck it in and stick it out like suck in your stomach and stick out your titties but that's the way I was raised in the sense that I am overly confident on the other side so I've always felt cute as a fucking bug in a a, a rug but that's the thing is I've always been like even at my heaviest I'm like girl you're still cute like you know and I've got a wonderful loving man who loves me no matter what it's very hard for me in this day and age with this like self love self love self love but there are days where you're like if you feel Physically, you're not fitting into your clothes because you know you've been eating chicken chimichangas at 2 a.m. You know it's unhealthy. So let's cut the bullshit. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I think it comes back to like, how does it feel when you eat those things, right? So like- Delicious. Exactly. Soothing. Right. I eat a chicken chimichanga yes. and I go right to bed. Yes. <laughs> no, and that's- I don't need melatonin. And just like, give me some taquitos <laughs> and, and I am sound asleep. And that is a good point though. And that's where I think when it comes into dieting and dieting not working is that food is so much more than food, right? Like you and I could sit here, I can write you up this fabulous meal plan and then I hand it over to you. You're going to try to do it, but you're going to go on the road. You're not going to have access to these foods. It's not going to work. Right. And it just becomes another diet. So food is the first thing that when we're put on this earth, whether it's your mother's breast or a bottle, it's soothing, it's comforting, it's family. Right. So food should provide comfort. Absolutely. But being able to look at how food makes us feel emotionally and physically and really getting back in touch with our body is what we're going to continue to work on. It's something that's so easily turned off in this culture because it's just like, just tell me what to do. Just give me this rule, right? Just give me this diet. Right. And so we want to just kind of like push that away and say, I really want to be in tune with my body. Like, what is my body feeling? So for my listeners, I'm going to be working with Sammy and we're going to try and get it right, get it tight in in a healthy way that's maintainable. That can help me feel energized and help me with the longevity of doing this tour. We're going to be announcing more tour dates by the end of the year. And I'm very excited for the things that are coming in 2020. But we just kind of had an aha moment. And and I wanted to share her expertise. And I wanted to have this really honest, raw, real conversation about how we're really genuinely feeling in our bodies. And, And I'm going to hopefully be able to share some tips and tricks as I learned things from you, Sandy, along the way. But I wanted to leave some of our listeners just kind of give me like your top three things that you just live by where you're like, every day I make sure I have X amount of fat or every day I make sure I drink this amount of water. Because I just, I need to actually hear some sort of boot campy thing. So there's just a couple of things where you're like, these are non-negotiables in my life when it comes to my health. You just let us know. Yes, I would say three non-negotiables. Hydration absolutely is one of them. I'm a thirsty bitch. I'm chugging that water. Always a thirsty bitch. So I would say like 100 ounces of water per day. Usually people say like half your body weight in ounces of water, but I'm usually like 100 to 128 ounces, which is like a gallon of water a day. Okay. Um, But again, some people, we have many different size listeners. So for like little petite girls, that's like way too much. If you're like 4'11", I feel like you might drown with that much water. So be careful. So like just This is just me personally. Like about 100 ounces of water a day. I eat something every three hours or I'm a hangry bitch. And once I become hangry, then like, I don't want a salad with grilled chicken and fruit and nutrient dense foods. I want all the pizza, which pizza is wonderful. But again, eating every three hours keeps that blood sugar stable, which is something we've talked about. Okay. So that's a big one for me. Every three hours I eat. And then I would say one remove from nutrition is gratitude. Because for me, I've gone through times in my life with anxiety and depression and different things. And so being able to be present 
and positive in the moment, which is so much easier said than done, but being grateful for that moment versus worrying about like the next meal, the next day, the next event or whatever right. that thing is can be really, really helpful yeah, too. Being present is very hard. I'm present when I'm on stage. I'm so in it. Yeah. But then it's hard as soon as you get off stage, you're like, yeah. okay, and shit, these, we got to pack up our stuff and we got to help. We got to get on a phones. flight at 8 a.m. to get yes. to the next spot. Yeah. I want to thank you for coming on. And of I course. want people to know if you want to work exclusively with Sammy, she takes clients all the time and I'm excited to see kind of where our journey goes and what yeah. I can learn from you. Because again, I'm really on this wellness journey just to feel good, feel empowered, feel like my best self going into the marriage. Because I looked at Jeff the other day and I said, Jeff, we got to get it right, get it tight. Because most people shred for the wedding, but we are actually packing on the pounds for the divorce. <laughs> so Stop so it. we want to feel like ourselves and Jeff is yes. working with you as well. So where yes. can people find you if they want more yes. information and just tell people about where they can find you? Absolutely. So Instagram is always a, an easy route. So our handle is break diet rules. Pretty easy there. Our website is dietitiansofpalmvalley.com. But again, if you go through Instagram, break diet rules, click the link in bio. It has everything. If you want to work with us virtually, we take clients in person. And we also in 2020 are launching a podcast called Drunk Dietitians, where we'll absolutely have you on there as well. Oh, yeah. Can we drink like white wine spritzers and whatever you want? Yeah, Um, I want to order mozzarella sticks and just like have a moment. We'll do the damn thing. I'm so here for that. I want to thank Sammy for coming on the podcast. Listen, we're out here. We're just trying to eat a fucking granola bar, you know, and some kale every once in a while. I really appreciate Sammy just kind of breaking things down for me. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming onto the shows, for being the friggin' best. I love giggling with y'all and I love seeing you and meeting you in person. I'm heading out to the West Coast this week. We got shows in Seattle, Portland, San Jose, two shows in Phoenix. Y'all, we still have tickets left. We added an extra show, San Diego, December 21st. It's my last show of 2020. Come out, check out the farewell tour. December 20th and 21st. December 20th is sold out. The 21st, we still have some tickets left. We literally just opened up more seats at the Magnolia Theater in San Diego. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Lots of surprise guests. It's going to be unreal. So get your tickets now. Cannot wait to see everybody on the West Coast. Going to be doing the most, baby. Y'all have a great week. I love you. Mean it. And I'll see you next week on the Absolutely Not Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.